Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The events in the following episode of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd take place before the events in episode number 613. It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, brought to you by drfloyd.com. This episode was recorded live on Sunday, July 27, 2008 at Comic-Con International in San Diego, California. Welcome to The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Live! We begin this episode in sunny San Diego, California. The date, July 27th, 2008. And comic book fans from around the globe have descended on the San Diego Convention Center for Comic-Con International 2008. The exhibit hall floor is a crowded mass of people, the likes of which no normal human has ever seen. It makes the ideal cover for the plotting of perilous plans, and that's exactly what is happening. For here, in the back, dark corner of the convention center, we find none other than that evil mastermind, Dr. Steve. And his sock-shaped assistant, Fidget. We find these two nasty 'er ne'er-do-wells walking the aisles of Comic-Con looking at the booths. Look, Fidget, I've said no 27 times already. Uh, You asking me for the 28th time is not going to make me change my mind. Well, I suppose it... Wait a minute! I said no. You cannot go get Richard Hatch's autograph. I don't care how much money he won on Survivor. What do you mean that's the wrong Richard Hatch? I mean the one from Manananananana. Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> oh, Fidget, your love of obscure 1970s television shows tickles me to no end. But trust me, no one here at Comic-Con remembers anything about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Heck, I bet most of the people here have never even heard of that clunker of a TV show. <laughs> but that's besides the point. We're not here for fun. We're here to get an idea for some sort of dastardly plan we can use to make ourselves a fortune. Now let's look at this booth here. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes, sir? What have you got for sale in this booth? Bags and boards. Bags and boards. Yep. We offer the latest in state-of-the-art protection for all of your comic books. Why would I want to protect my comic books? Are you kidding? Do you have any idea of the dangers a comic book faces on a daily basis? They could get wet, bent, crinkled, torn, and any and all manner of destroyed. Heck, even the simple act of reading a comic book damages it. Well, that's not true, is it? It sure is. The oil in your fingertips comes off on the pages and instantly starts destroying the newsprint. So these bags and boards protect your comics from all that? Yes, sir. Just imagine, if they'd had bags and boards back when the first comic books were printed, why, all those comics would be in mint condition and worth a fortune. A fortune, you say? Yes, sir. And each bag and board combos is only ten cents a piece, a small price to pay for peace of mind. I'd say. 
So, how many bags and boards can I put you down for? Give me a hundred to start with. Yes, sir, right away. Uh-huh. Yes, because I just got a brilliant idea on how we can make a fortune. Here you go, sir. A very wise investment, sir. Now you'll be able to sleep well at night. Oh, I sure will. <laughs> in my bed in my new mansion. Come on, Fidget, let's go to our ship. As Dr. Steve and Fidget race off to their time and spaceship, let's turn our attention to another part of the San Diego Convention Center, where we find our hero, the world's most brilliant scientist, Dr. Floyd! And his young protege, Dr. Grant. Yay! Yay! And their faithful robot companion, Chips. Yay! We find our heroes coming out of a panel on the second floor of the convention center. Wow, that was really fascinating. Oh, totally. I've never so been so engrossed in all my life. Oh, come on, Dr. Floyd. It takes a pretty sharp mind to translate Shakespeare into... Klingon. Yeah, that or a lot of free time. Ah, oh, jeez, Dr. Floyd, you've been nothing but a grumbly grouse since we got here today. Mm -hmm. I quite agree with Dr. Grant. I know you're not much of a science fiction fan, Dr. Floyd, but oh, there's just so much to do here. There's got to be something you'd enjoy doing. There is. Really? Oh, sure. Is it the Jane Austen reading done totally in Wookiee? Uh, no. Darn. Oh, well then, what do you want to do, Dr. Floyd? I'd love to go back to the hotel and take a nap. Oh, oh brother. I'm sorry, but it just seems silly to me that people become so obsessive about fictional characters. They aren't real. They're just characters on shows and in comic books. Excuse me. Oh, hello there. Are you Dr. Floyd? Yes, I am. I love your show. You're my favorite fictional character. Can I get your autograph? Why, sure. Thanks, there Dr. You Floyd. You're welcome. Have a good day. You were saying? Well, you know. Oh, no time <laughs> I... to answer that, Dr. Floyd. Dr. Steve and Fidget have just made a time jump. Uh-oh, that can't be good. Where'd they jump to? New York in 1933. I wonder what Dr. Steve could be doing there. Well, whatever it is, you can bet he's up to no good. Come on, let's go. Stop Dr. Steve. As our heroes <laughs> run off to their time and spaceship, let's turn our attention to a small office in New York, New York. It's here we find two men pacing back and forth. One is Maxwell Gaines, and the other is Harry Weldenberg. Oh, it'll never work, Max. Why, short will, Harry. Yeah. Look, one of the most popular parts of the newspaper is the comics. Now, what we'll do is collect all the comics together in just one single magazine. Look, I agree. It's a great idea. The problem is that it's already being done. You can already get those big collections of comics in the mail by sending in a couple of box tops and a dime to different companies. Yeah, but see, that's why we're going to be different. We're going to put our comic books on newsstands and in stores. We're going to sell them that way, kid. Hmm. It's a crazy idea, Max. But it just might work. Why, of course it would. Look, I did a mock-up here. Look, here's some of the comic strips I found in Mom's attic. All right, see? Mmm, I like it, I like it. Nice big tabloid-sized comic book. Max, my boy, you may just be onto something. I'm telling you, Harry, this is gonna be big. Big, I say. Now, I see a future where people all across the world 
will be reading comic books. Yeah. And they'll get so popular that new ones will come out every week. Yeah. And in 75 years from now, <laughs> thousands of folks, all them people will gather together in San Diego, dressed up as their favorite comic book characters. For four days of fun, craziness, and merriment. <laughs> well, now I think you're reaching a bit, but it's still a great idea. Come in if you stop knocking. <laughs> Good day, gentlemen. Oh, who are you? My name is Dr. Steve, and this is my assistant, Fidget. We heard that you two are planning on printing up some comic books, is that right? Oh, word uh, we're sure, sure travels fast, Max. Yeah, I guess so, Harry. Uh, we are indeed, Dr. Steve, but uh, let me ask you, what business is it of yours? Well, I'm here to offer you the latest in comic book prote protection. May I present the perfect companion piece to your comic books, Dr. Steve's 100% guaranteed plastic bags and boards. Bags and boards? Yes. Friends, are you aware of the dangers a comic book faces on a daily basis? Dangers? Oh, yes. Allow my assistant here to demonstrate. Here's Fidget with his favorite comic book, as represented by these pieces of newsprint. Now watch and see what could happen. Your comics could get torn. Or crumpled. Why, even a duck could run off with it. Yes, it is a very tired duck, very sleepy, <laughs> early here. Well, that last one might be a bit of a stretch. At any rate, there are just a few, these are just a few of the many tragedies that could befall a poor, defenseless comic book. But with my soon-to-be patented bags and boards, your comics will be keepsakes for years into the future. Now, gentlemen, here's my offer. I'll sell you bags and boards to protect all the comic books you print for a mere 50 cents apiece. Huh? Huh? What do you say? <laughs> Fifty cents each. <laughs> the comics are only worth ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and who keeps comics? You read them a few times and then you just throw them away. <laughs> no one would ever want to save them. <laughs> oh, uh, but but sir, you see, they they really Your would. Your pitch is very amusing, Doctor Steve. But I'm afraid we'll have to pass. Oh, but look here, the... Uh... Thank you, Dr. Steve, but I trust you can show yourself out. Oh, but gentlemen, I think... Look, we said no. <laughs> now get out! <laughs> Maxwell Gaines quickly grabs his mock-up of the comic book, folds it in half, and begins smacking Dr. Steve on the head with it. Soup and that's for Batman. Get out of here! Run, Fidget, run! <laughs> Look at him go. Can you believe that, fellas? <laughs> the nerve of some people. Say, Max, look. Look how you folded that mock-up. Hmm? It's now half the size. Yeah. That's the perfect size for our comic books. We'll be able to put more comics in that way. Hey, wait a minute. You're right. Hey, maybe that guy was good for something after all. Meanwhile, right outside the office building, Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, and Chips come out of their time jump, just in time to see Dr. Stephen Fidget run out of the door and down the street. Look, there goes Dr. Stephen Fidget. What sort of dastardly plan do you think they got away with? Nothing, I'm sure. Well, how do you know, 
Pinto to Floyd. Well, look at the way Dr. Steve is rubbing his head. He obviously got whacked with something, and that only usually happens when he thwarts himself. Ooh, they're jumping back in their time and spaceship. Well, let's tail them. They can't get away from us. Our heroes do indeed follow Dr. Steve and Fidget, who make a time jump just a few years later to April of 1938. After stopping and having some traditional New York pizza at Lombardi's, New York's first pizzeria that opened in 1905. <laughs> uh, what do we know now? We are in 1938 to buy up all the copies of Action Comics Number no. 1 they have at the newsstand. Yep, it's the very first comic to feature Superman. In 2008, mint condition copies of Action Comics number one are worth about a million dollars each. We'll buy as many comics as we can, put them in bags and boards, and then stash them here in 1938. Then we'll jump back to 2008, pick them up, and sell them. I'll make a fortune. <laughs> as Dr. Steve goes about his dastardly plan, Dr. Floyd just watches from afar. Are we going to stop him, Dr. Floyd? No, there's no need. He's quite capable of foiling himself again. But by bagging and boarding all those comics and stashing them in a safe place in 1938, when he gets them to 2008, he'll be rich. You're forgetting one important fact, Dr. Grant. What's that? Dr. Steve never uses napkins, and after eating two large pizzas, the amount of grease on his fingers will be nothing short of amazing. Oh, I see. And all that grease is now getting all over those comic books. And after 70 years in bags and boards, that grease will eat away at all the newsprint, leaving him with nothing but bags of dust. Well, our job is done here. Let's head back to 2008 and get back to Comic-Con. Wait a minute, Dr. Floyd. You want to go back to the convention? Oh, sure. But I thought you thought it was boring. Oh, I did, but you never know. Someone may want another autograph. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. As our heroes head back to 2008, we shall take our leave. Where will our hero adventures take us next? Will they ever be able to stop Dr. Steve? And just what is Dr. Steve going to do with a hundred bags of Action Comics number one dust in 2008? Uh, authentic Action Comics number one dust, sealed in bags with boards. Get them now at booth 1343. <laughs> oh, brother. Find out next time on the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd! Episode number SE022 of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd was recorded live on July 27, 2008 at Comic-Con International in San Diego, California. This episode starred Chuck McCann as Maxwell Gaines, www.chuckmccann.net. Frank Conniff as Harry Wildenberg, www.cinematictitanic.com. Mora Quirk as Chips, www.moraquirk.com. Wally Wingard as the narrator, www.wallyontheweb.com. Cecil Castellucci as the Bags and Boards booth employee, www.misscecil.com. This episode also featured Bryce as the fan, Shannon as the sign holder, and Hillary and Hunter as the sound effects crew. Special thanks to Susie Chasen, Eddie Ibrahim, Joe Ho, and the rest of the Comic-Con staff. Music for this episode by Jody Whitesides, www.jodywhitesides.com. This episode was written by Grant Pachoco. Special thanks to Adam Christensen and the MacCast at www.maccast.com.
Episode number SE022 of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is copyright 2008, Dr. Floyd Industries. All rights reserved. Clear the airwaves! Clear the airwaves! It's now time for Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation Ranger's secret message for you members of the Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation. Remember, kids, only official radio adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Rangers can decode Dr. Floyd's secret message with the secret decoder ring available only from www.imaginationranger.com. All right, grab your secret decoder rings and a pencil and paper and prepare to set your imagination to fun. Remember, Dr. Floyd is counting on you. And here is the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Ranger secret message for episode number SE022, Mint Condition. 24, 3, 18, 17, 8, 15, 15, 7, 17, 20, one, eight, three, fourteen, eight, four, nine, three, four. And that was a message from Dr. Floyd himself to all his Imagination Nation Rangers. You can join Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation and become an Imagination Nation Ranger only at www.imaginationranger.com. And until next time, set your imagination to fun! Say, Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd fans, do you have what it takes to accept the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd 2008 Summer Reading Challenge? If you can read 10 books from now until September 5th, 2008, you can earn yourself a nifty Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd prize. The challenge is open to Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd fans of all ages, and all it will cost you is the price of one postage stamp. Surf on over to www.drfloyd.com challenge and download and print out the official 2008 Summer Reading Challenge Log. Fill it out as you read your books and then mail it back to Dr. Floyd headquarters. Just a few weeks later, you'll receive a special Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd surprise in the mail. It's just that easy. What are you waiting for? Get over to www.doctorfloyd.com slash challenge, download the reading log, and get reading. And always remember to set your imagination to fun! Don't just sit there. You're under strict orders to go to www.parary.com. Hip. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.